0: Chapter One of Peggy's Trial This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Leanne Howlett. Peggy's Trial by Mary Knight Potter. Chapter One A Disappointment. Peggy Clayton stood on the front steps with her ten-year-old forehead puckered into half-century wrinkles. She had followed her father out of the house, watched him toss his medicine case up to Jim in the buggy, climb in himself, wave a last good bye, and drive up the street at a speed which soon whisked them around the corner out of sight. As this was what happened every morning, there was apparently no reason for the lines on the forehead or the deep sigh with which she turned slowly into the house. She had hardly shut the door before a voice shouted, "'Did you ask him? What did he say?' Along with the words, a small boy came sliding down the banisters and landed in triumph on his feet beside her. "'Ted,' said his sister severely, "'you are a bad boy.' You know nurse said you were not to slide down those banisters with your new suit on. "'Bother, nurse,' answered Teddy, nevertheless surveying two short trouser legs with some apprehension. "'Did father say you could?' he added impatiently. Peggy drew him into the office and closed the door. "'I never got a chance to ask him,' she said disconsolately he was giving nurse directions about harry's foot and then mr carter came in mr carter exclaimed teddy in surprise why he went more than half an hour ago why didn't you ask then peggy opened the door looked up and down the hall and shut it carefully again before she answered nurse was there right after and told about our going down to the river yesterday and she said she was sure Harry got his foot hurt climbing over the stone wall, and he left word that we were never to go there again without asking permission first. "'Bother,' said Teddy, with all the emphasis that word could carry. "'Well, why didn't you ask him after that?' Peggy looked at him scornfully. "'With Nurse just complaining about us? He'd have said no, sure.' "'Nurse is always complaining,' said Teddy, wagging his head judicially. "'If you wait to ask till she isn't saying disagreeable things, you'll never get the party.' "'And besides,' added Peggy forlornly, "'if I don't have it Thursday, Cora May will be gone.' Cora May was a visitor in town. Teddy had decided more than two weeks before, which was almost immediately after her arrival— that she was much the prettiest and nicest girl he knew, except, of course, Peggy. No one so far had ever been superior to Peggy. The party without Cora May, therefore, struck him as being ridiculous and not to be considered for a minute. "'If Nurse hadn't been so hateful,' he scolded, "'we could have had the party all right "'without asking him at all.' "'Well,' replied Peggy, We can't ask him now, for he won't be home till late this evening. And Cook says if she doesn't know today, she won't have time to make the cake. Just then, Nurse's voice was heard reminding them that if they didn't hurry, they would be late for school. It's always school time, grumbled Ted. Wish I'd hurt my foot instead of Harry. He always does have the luck. "'I don't call it much luck to have to sit in a chair all day with your foot on another,' said Peggy. "'It's foolish to make a fuss about going to school,' she added virtuously. "'Tisn't a bit more foolish,' flared Teddy, "'than to make a fuss about an old party. "'I don't care if you don't have one at all.' His nose was as high in the air as that already turned-up article would go. Peggy's feelings were much hurt." "'You are pretty mean,' she sputtered. "'I'll tell Cora May you don't want her to come. "'Then I guess she'll think you are polite.' She pursed up her lips tightly as she put on her things and started off at a rapid pace down the street. Teddy followed, tugging at the jacket Peggy usually helped him into. Just then, around the corner, came a bright-eyed, charmingly-dressed young lady. She called a cheerful greeting to the children.' The two gave a simultaneous shout and threw themselves bodily upon her. The young lady was Miss Edith Barton. She was Peggy's Sunday-school teacher, and quite the loveliest lady, according to all three Clayton children, that ever lived. "'It seems to me,' said Miss Barton, after a moment's survey of the two flushed faces, "'that all is not quiet on the Potomac. "'What's up, youngsters?' "'We've both been cross,' answered Peggy. "'Her honesty did not incline her to take more than her share of the blame. "'But the real trouble is that I wanted to ask father "'if I couldn't have a party Thursday for Cora May, "'and I didn't get a chance. "'Now I shan't see him till tonight, "'and that will be too late for the cook to know.' "'I should think nurse would settle that matter,' said Miss Barton. "'She doesn't want us to have one.' "'confessed Peggy. "'But it's just because she wants to go away that afternoon "'and she thinks we can't have a party without her.' "'Ted's voice expressed great scorn. "'Miss Barton's eyes twinkled. "'Nurse has had the care of you so long,' she said apologetically. "'You can't wonder she thinks you need her all the time. "'But perhaps we can persuade her to delegate her authority.' Teddy's eyes opened and Peggy bent her brow in a frown. The meaning of such big words was beyond them. Miss Barton laughed and pinched Peggy's cheek. Which means that if somebody else, almost as old and as wise as nurses herself, could be there, perhaps she would agree to the party. There isn't anybody else so old, said Peggy gloomily and she thinks she's the only person who knows anything about taking care of children. The young lady studied the two, her eyes laughing. Peggy's coat looked as if it might have been brushed a week ago. Her skirt had a rip in it, which evidently was not a very recent happening. Teddy's boots, perhaps, could be dirtier, but probably would not look so. The laugh went out of Miss Barton's eyes, and a little flush crept up her cheeks. She suddenly bent down and kissed Peggy. "'Nurse has had a good deal of experience,' she said, "'and I am afraid you don't always make it as easy for her as you might. "'But I think she will agree to this other wise lady taking her place. "'Because you see—' "'She straightened Teddy's necktie as she spoke. "'The wise lady is myself.' "'Peggy gave a whoop that would have done credit to the lungs of a youthful Apache—' and threw both arms about the waist of the lady. "'Will you? Aren't you good? Ted, Ted, do you hear?' The small boy didn't seem fully to realize the blessing so suddenly descended upon him. "'We can have the party. Miss Barton's going to be there.' "'If you don't hurry up and get to school,' said this straightener of difficulties, "'you'll be kept in so late Thursday you won't have any time for a party at all.' Run along, children, and I'll go up to the doctors and tell nurse. End of chapter 1